everybody, and welcome to So It's Come to This, a Simpsons Family Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I feel like it's been a while. I am here, as always, and I am Brian, the father of the family. Sup, my dudes and dudettes? It's your boy, Brendan, back at you again with another sweet new episode. That was something. That's my intro. Are you pointing at me? I'm pointing to you. Whoa, you changed it today. Um, yeah. I'm Corey. I'm I'm Corey the mother. Um, that could be my rap name, Corey the mother. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't you be like Corey the mama or something? No, no. I'm going to go on, on tour with Bay and Jay. Um, sure. Anyways, how long has it been since we've done a podcast? A couple of weeks. I mean, that's usually how long it is. But I think it was because like we were three. off a week because of the visitation with Kaylin, because we had the week with her, and then we had two weeks with her. Technically, that second week, we should have recorded And again. also, you said, here I am, back again. Like, where would you have went? I don't know. Especially now during quarantine, right? We can't go anywhere. I'm sorry, Kaylin. You go. It's your turn to talk. Hi, it's Kaylin. They can't Tis. see you. They can't see you when you're doing finger guns at nothing. <laughs> I just want you to know that, in case you want to know, she was all doing finger guns at all y'all. She was, but not in a threatening way, right? In a hey, what's up kind of way. Yeah, you can't even know because that's what the kids do nowadays, right, Kayla? No. She's speechless. What's She's next? rolling her What's eyes. What's next? <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into this. Um, so, yeah, we hope that everybody is safe and well. Um, obviously, we're still in quarantine here. Um, this is going on, what, two months now? Maybe more than um, that? It's like... 50 days day or something? Day 50. Something like that. So, yeah. So, we've been at it for a while, but today is Star Wars Day, so may the Force be with you. Well... Did you say Force or Fourth? Because... He said Force. That's what I thought yeah. he said. You were... Because su- what I said was, it's Star Wars Day, <sighs> and then I say, may the Force be with you. Sure. But it could also be called, may okay, the Force be with you please, for the day. Please move um, this well, along. Regardless, it's a celebration of Star Wars, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving along. Um, so let's get into this. Um, Corey, do you have a Romper Room shout out? I... D- Oh, crap. This is very soon in the uh, program, but um, let me program. get out. I mean, we've <laughs> we've program. upgraded to the program. I, mean, I guess so. The last let two episodes, have... we started with the Romper Room let shout-out. Me... No, we didn't. Yes, we did. Let me get my mirror. Where is it? Where is she it? She lost it in the quarantine. Oh, here it is. Now, the best part was she was actually literally looking around I'm, the I'm... room like, where is it? Where is it? I, I make it enjoyable for you guys. I mean, spoiler, oh there is no actual mirror. <laughs> enjoyable well if there was not a mirror would it be able to do this oh my god (laughs) would it nope so i guess i showed you and once again i said it should be clean if it's in a bag we're like five minutes into the episode (laughs) okay so i'm looking in my mirror and i see timothy number one person i see and I'm going to change it up. I'm going to see Carl next. I see Mike. I see Patrick. I see Susie. I see Maurice. I see Kristen. And good for me because I always want to call her Christy. That's not her name. But you brought it up again, so. <laughs> 
I'm very proud of myself every time I don't call her Christy. Are you crying? Yeah, you have yeah. tears in your eyes. Oh my god! Tears of joy. <laughs> tears of joy, Kristen. It's all for you, Damien. I'm not saying you're Damien, Kristen. You're obviously. I'm moving on. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm getting away. Uh, I see Jay. I see who else? I know Timothy has some friends who listen, but I don't know their names. And thank you for telling them. So thank you, Timothy, for telling them. And if you friends of timothy would like to write in and tell me your name so i can say hi to you you can or if you wouldn't or if you don't want to at all and you're like this lady is cuckoo no no one don't do that either i'm sure Kristen is saying that right now she's yelling at her phone or handheld device um uh did i say i saw carl yes patrick don johnson i see don johnson I see Teresa. I have, I have to get through the real people first. <laughs> Did you say the cantaloupe? real people? <laughs> what are you mouthing at me? Oh, yes. How could I forget? <laughs> cantaloupe. <laughs> my little friend Cantaloupe. <laughs> oh Actually, that's not his name at all. His name is Caleb. And we love you. And be good for your mom and dad. Because this quarantine can't be easy for them either. A special shout out, a special shout out to Cantaloupe. Cantaloupe, <laughs> it's delicious. And to my friend Mike, who is still working at the hospital, um, going to work every day and risking it for his family. And we appreciate you and we love you. And also shout out to Jess, who is a teacher. But unfortunately, because of schools, she can't be in her classroom. So not only does she have that, but she also has a very rambunctious child that she's taking care of in homeschooling. So a special shout out to them. And to all that are homeschooling their children. No, just to Jess. (laughs) Just, nope, just Jess. Just her. And also, shout out to Carl, because he has a rambunctious little guy, too. Loved his video the other day. He posted on Facebook his son playing Mario Kart, and Carl was not enthused at all watching him play. Now let me get to the real people. T.J. Miller. Okay. (laughs) Sterling K. Brown. I found out he was a fan. Uh, Who else? Kaylin. Uh, Taylor Swift. Audrey Hepburn. No, she's dead. Big sad. She's dead. Well, if Audrey Hepburn's listening, the Biggie and Pac are listening somewhere, too. I mean, wasn't... I love it when you call me Big Papa. Wasn't Corey Haim listening? (laughs) He was. He was. Okay. Corey Feldman. Now we've opened it up to dead celebrities. No. (laughs) Corey Feldman. Why did you do this? Uh, Seth Rogen, I believe, is a fan. Um, shout out to Jonah Ray. <laughs> and, uh, as always, Richard Gere. Yep, there it is. <laughs> Are we done? I'm going to put the mirror away. Okay. Okay, good job. Yeah, there's the sound effect. <laughs> Why does it make a sound when it goes away? Like, um, I thought that was the cleaning sound. No, no, you Don't buffoon. Don't make the cleaning sound again, please. No, you buffoon. Okay. All right, moving on. 
Um, so we actually have an email today. Yay! So our email today is, he just got a shout out, um, so I guess he'll be getting another one here. This comes to us from our pal Mike Alvarez. So he wanted to respond um, in regards to our last episode when we were talking about the scene where Lisa's getting her braces put on and there's a big reveal uh, when the brace when they show what the braces looks like. And Corey was mentioning, this reminds me of a Twilight Zone episode. I don't remember which one it is and this and that. And she was racking her brain trying to figure it out. And I think you did say, you know who would know, Mike, Mike Alvarez, know. yeah. So he actually did respond in this email and said the following. Oh, and guys, please listen to Boogeyman's Closet if you are over the age of Kalen. <laughs> so, 16 and up, I'd say, yeah. for Boogeyman's Closet. the family that wouldn't let me watch did you say Greece. Oh, Boogeyman's Closet? Boogeyman's Closet. I did say Biggie and Pac like two seconds ago. I feel ago. like you said Biggie. All right, but yes, check them out. Um, you can find them basically wherever uh, podcasts are found. And also, I was totally going to let you watch Grease. It's your dad that wouldn't let you. Go ahead. She was six. Continuing on. It's Grease. <laughs> so Mike says, "Hey there, folks." After listening to the latest episode, I figured I should drop a line in response to the whole Lisa at the Dentist discussion. I think the Twilight Zone episode that Corey was thinking of is Eye of the Beholder. That's exactly what I was thinking of. In which a woman gets plastic surgery to become beautiful. Throughout the episode, her face is wrapped in bandages, and at the end, when they're removed, we see she is indeed beautiful, but the doctor and nurses recoil in horror as it's revealed they're a society of pig-faced mutants. So to them, she's a monster. I think I remember watching that at your grandma's house. Yes. I've seen many of them, but that was one I remember. There's also a similar scene in the Bella Lugosi Boris Karloff flick, The Raven, in which Lugosi plays a deranged Poe-obsessed surgeon who performs plastic surgery on Karloff, turning him into a monster. And I forgot that movie even existed. But yeah, of course Mike would know of that. (laughs) (laughs) He has a uh, very good... um, stable of movies to pull from and he, he has, has a lot of named Lugosi and Karloff yep so he just finishes it up by saying love the show keeps on getting better keep up the great work guys oh and one last thing before I go Hoju and that is all <laughs> he did not say he that. did it's right here <laughs> <laughs> So right before we came on, I read the email, but I left that part off. So th- this is your fault, Mike. <laughs> Why would you do this to me? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Mike, for reaching out to us. We really appreciate it. Um, if you'd like to send us an email and maybe get Brendan laughing because you mentioned the word hoju, no. <laughs> feel free to email us at so it's come to this pod at gmail.com. Um, of course, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, I put a few things up on Facebook in regards to our last episode, so you can see um, some things up there. And that is... What, what did you put up? I put up the picture of Patrick and I with the um, signs. Oh, okay. That's a uh, dental plan and Lisa and braces. braces. I, I should be up on this. And I think not, I put I'm something sorry. else up, too, but I can't remember at the moment. But you can find us on Facebook. Just search for So It's Come to This. Um, we do have a Twitter, but um, Don't even Brendan worry about gave it. up on it, so uh, we're going to kind of leave that alone for now, unless someone picks up on that. But we do have an Instagram, so Kaylin, you want to tell us about Instagram? 
Our Instagram is so it's come to this underscore pod. We have some epic posts on there, and if you How check it out, how many epic posts do we have? Like four. Okay. Because and she's always <laughs> like, "Oh, you don't give me the stuff," and I've been giving her stuff, and she hasn't been posting. But okay, so moving on. Um, so yeah, so that's how you can feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, if, if you are kind enough to send us an email, we will most likely read it on the air here. So we'd love to hear from you. All right, so moving on, um, I do have some information uh, from our Ion Springfield segment this week. Um, so a while back, I think we were talking about Alf Clausen, the composer yeah. of The Simpsons, and... He was let go from the show, and I believe he was suing the show, and he was saying that um, it was a discrimination lawsuit, um, age discrimination, that he was going after the show for. Well, apparently Fox has responded. Disney and the Fox division are actually mentioned in this lawsuit. So this was reported in The Hollywood Reporter that court papers were filed by Fox to end the age discrimination suit filed by Elf Clausen on the grounds that he was having his son and others create music for the show under his name. That's shady. Yeah. So apparently just kind of a a um, review of kind of what happened here. Three years ago, Elf Colossen left the show, and then in August of this year, he sued Disney and the Fox division and said that he was let go due to his age and stated that this was discrimination. Wait, did he leave the show or was he let go from the show? Well, no one knew. He just left three years ago. So, but apparently he was let go, but no also, one knew the details. When you said re, I thought you were going to say reanimator for some reason. I was not. No, but I know. On. So he also said in the lawsuit that he was also let go to a perceived disability as he's struggling with Parkinson's disease. That's sad. And the suit also went on to attack Hans Zimmer, who replaced Clausen, because he said he was making Simpsons music that is inferior in quality, depth, range, and sound, yet stylistically similar in substance. So essentially he's saying he's kind of ripping him off. So he was suing him as well in this. So the Fox and Simpsons executives are responding, and they claim that in 2011, producers implemented pay reductions for the staff and voice actors. They considered replacing Clausen's large orchestra with synthesizers and computer-generated music, but they kept him on at a rate of $12,000 per episode, plus royalties. Caramba! So they were going through these pay cuts, (laughs) and they actually did not um, let him go at that point. They decided to let him keep going on um, and continue to getting paid at that rate. So then they were working on an episode called The Great Fatsby, which was a hip-hop spoof of The Great Gatsby. Yes, I remember that one. Yep. And Jim Beans, who he uh, works on the show Empire, yes, um, he was brought in as a guest composer, but Clausen still did the majority of the work. But when James L. Brooks heard the work, he wasn't quite happy with what he heard, and so he was kind of questioning it. So at this time, Simpsons producer Richard Sakai learned that Clausen had been delegating some of his work of composing music for the show to others, which was including his son Scott. The producers discussed this, felt this was not right, and at that point the decision was made that they could improve the music on the show by replacing him. So at that point they were basically figuring, well, he's already sending this work to other people. It's not quite as good as what we were getting before, so maybe we're better off searching for someone else. So he's getting all this money. Um, Does 
distributing it to other people. Is he paying the other people a cut? That I, I would don't hope know. so. And of course, this is all just what the court papers said. Right. So this is all allegedly like nothing's been proven yet. Um, so the defendants have gone on to say that Clausen can't prove that he was replaced based on pretext, since the producers have given legitimate reasons for their decision. The court papers add, apart from the considerable evidence, and this is, uh, you can quote me here, supporting the legitimate creative reasons for the decision, Clausen's claims are undermined by several facts. He was 48 when he was hired. He continued to work into his 50s, 60s, and 70s, so that kind of gets rid of the age discrimination. He admits that his disability was not affecting his work and that he needed no accommodations, so that kind of throws out that claim. And he fails to identify any comments showing animus based on his age, disability, or any protected activity. So this is more or less like a countersuit, I guess, to try to... Essentially, what Fox wants him to do is just basically drop the age discrimination suit, and they're saying, this is why, because we have all this other stuff on you. And then they just want to kind of all walk away and just be done with it. Basically saying, don't mess with Disney. Yes. So, um, yeah, I don't really know where to fall on this, because obviously it's a little he said, she said at this point. Um, Obviously, Alf Clausen has been around for a very long time, has done some wonderful things. He's done great things on the show and things outside of the show. So you do kind of feel bad for him, especially at his age, you know, he's starting to feel like maybe he's just kind of getting overlooked or whatnot. But if he's outsourcing that to other people and claiming it as his own, that's not right either. So, right. So I don't know. So we'll see how that kind of uh, plays out. Um, But that is the only news I have today for our Ion Springfield segment. That was a lot. Yeah, there was a lot there. Um, It's time for the... Weather update! Apparently it's not useless anymore. <laughs> Hi there! Welcome to the useless weather update. May 4th, twenty Today on this fine day, night, it is 44 degrees Fahrenheit and it's 9 o'clock at night. And... <laughs> Um, the humidity is 44%. The dew point, 24 degrees Fahrenheit. Is that a new one? I don't think I've had dew point before. What's the pollen? That's going to be the new pollen. (laughs) The sunrise is at 6.05 a.m. and the sunset 8.21 p.m. And... Yes. She's Boy. building up the suspense. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> are we Are we going? My, today, the pollen is 8.9, medium high. She right. said the thing! And the top allergens are ash, oak, and birch. Okay. Ooh. Wow, a little top extra in allergens? And we're heading into spring, so, well, we're already in spring, but oh, even I mean, though it doesn't feel like it. It's going to snow next weekend. Yeah, it may snow on Saturday, Saturday night, so uh, good times. Huzzah. It's like, it's May! And murder it's... hornets! Yeah, murder hornets. I'm sorry? Murder hornets! No. Go murder ahead. hornets! Fill them in. Oh, God. Murder hornets. Fill them what? in. Hang or on. actually, maybe that can be that can go right into our next section. How about our thank you, Kaylin, for our useless weather update? You're welcome. So, how about our news and views? Well, first off, as I've been yelling at Brendan, there are murder hornets. 
So you know how basically every month of this quarantine there's been something else to yeah. like make people afraid of? Yeah. This is May. Okay. Murder hornets! There was nothing for April, though. No, I think there was. I Murder don't think there was. hornets have now entered the U.S. and they could decimate the honeybee population, which is bad. Mm. A roughly two-inch-long insect known as the murder hornet. <laughs> I cannot say that enough. It's not a hardcore band. It's a thing. Has made its way to the U.S. for the first time ever. The Asian giant hornet, Vespa mandarina, has been known to kill up to 50 people a year in Japan. That's and not... has the potential to devastate USB populations. I, I have a feeling that more people die to vending machine-related accidents than that. The hornets are usually 1.5 to 2 inches long, have large yellow-orange heads with prominent eyes, and a black and yellow striped abdomen. Terrifying. Yeah, cool. Murder hornets. And now... I lost, I lost what I was doing because of the murder hornets. I was so amped. Um, all right, it doesn't matter. Uh, news and views. Yes. With me, Corey. Hello. Well, that was your news and view. That was your first one, the murder hornet. Here's here's another one, <laughs> not related Jeez. to the murder oh hornet. Oh my god, what's happening? Uh, Sarah Gilbert split up with Linda Perry. Who's Linda Perry, you guys ask? She was the one with the crazy hat and four non-blondes. Yeah, that one. They're split up. I think they're still living together because quarantine. And, oh, that's awkward. And also, like, think about all the people who are like, I don't like you anymore. Uh, we're going to split up. And then quarantine hits and you're like, oh, I can't. I can't. Oh. Yeah, I watched a sketch about that. But here's the thing. Don't cry for them, Argentina, because they probably live in a big old house with a guest house. So one of them's probably in the guest house. No big deal. Well, it's like I told you, too. I mean, Demi and uh, Bruce Willis were quarantining together. They they have a very interesting relationship. Um, And good for them. Here's another one. Not about murder hornets or people splitting up. It's about Eminem. Okay. Uh, someone tried to break into his house in Detroit. The guard that he had was sleeping on the job. So this guy that breaks in. So this guy breaks to em, into Eminem's house, and Eminem confronts and detains him. All right. Like now, this That's is. Some crap. Eminem's a little guy, too. Yeah. Like, he detained this man until the feds showed up. And it looks like the guy wasn't trying to steal anything from Eminem. He just wanted to meet him. And I guess he did. He probably met his fist, too. And now Eminem has (laughs) COVID-19. Oh. Speaking of COVID-19, here is something awful that will make you lose faith in all humanity. Hooray. Two women in the Washington state area have been dressing as nurses and stealing packages off of people's front porches. All right. You know what? To be fair, I thought it was going to be much worse than that. But still. <laughs> so that's still bad, but, but I thought still. it was going to be way worse. I mean, that's crappy. Here's something to be happy about, though. All right. Ending on a happy thing. <laughs> 
Well, no, not yet. Oh, God. I'm not ending. How far? Anderson Cooper, welcome to baby boy. Aww. He had a baby. Um, well, he didn't have a baby. He had a baby by a surrogate. Uh, the baby boy is named Wyatt after his father who died when he was 10 years old. With, um, what's his face, right? Yeah. Aren't him and, uh, that guy? Andy? No, they're best friends, dude. They're together. No, don't make it more than it is. All they're right. best friends. Okay. All right, my apologies. How dare you? Also, you guys know how I talk about Gigi and ZZ? No, his no. name's Zane. Gigi Hadid and Zane Malik. Okay. And I say, who the hell are these people and why are they always in my news and views? I don't They know split who up, these people but are. I guess they're having a baby together. Do you remember ever asking those questions? Like, why is this in here? Did you ever ask these questions of why this, these people are in here? Because you said, is, everyone's always asking, why are they always in my news and well, views? maybe I always oh. ask. <laughs> Zane, Zane Malik, wasn't he in One Direction? Kaylin? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, London. Um, and Gigi Hadid, I guess, they split is up, they're having a baby. model? No, they're back together. And they're okay. having a baby. Okay. Congratulations. Good for them. And also, well if you guys like true crime like I do, what's up, Karen and Georgia? I don't think that's possible. If you guys like true crime like I do, Pat and Oswald's, um, Oswald's, Oswald's. Yeah, there you, you go. You said it right every time. <laughs> well, his, um, wife who passed away, uh, Michelle McNamara, had a book called I'll Be Gone in the Dark. And it was the hunt of the Golden State Killer who was caught after she passed away. So it's very bittersweet, but glad he's off the streets. He's an old guy now. Um, But it's a great book. Everyone should go read it. And it is going to be made into a documentary that's going to be hitting HBO on June 28th. I don't know if this quarantine is going to last until June 28th, but... It probably will. But if it if it's tickles your fancy to watch it... Tickles your fancy? Strikes your fancy? Fancies your fancy? Whatever. <laughs> Oh my god. You should watch it. June 28th. Put it on your calendar, Susie. Put it on your calendar, Susie. The face Kaylin is making right now is priceless. Maybe that should be my catchphrase. Put it on the calendar, Susie. Jesus. Susie would Can... appreciate it. Yep. Uh-huh. That's it. Okay. okay Thank finally. you for that. <laughs> Jesus. Right. Maybe Gigi and Zane will invite me to the baby's first birthday. I'm sure that will happen. <laughs> and I'll be like, who the hell are these people inviting me to their baby's and birthday? And why am I here? <laughs> All right, well, let's get I'll into this, shall we? Congratulations, the wrong person. Yeah, probably. <laughs> are we done? Yes, I think so. Okay. All right, so for our episode today... Congratulating um, Harry Styles. <laughs> We actually opened up the choosing of this episode to one of our biggest supporters and... uh, Number one best fan. Someone who has reached out to us on multiple occasions. Our friend Timothy. Yay! uh, Timothy! Chose our episode this week, so um, I sent him... He sent us a few emails, and I responded to one of his and said that I was very um, appreciative of him reaching out to us as much as he does and said to 
uh, kind of make up for that, we were going to allow him to choose an episode. <laughs> to make up for him reaching out to us? Yeah, and to say that we're happy for that and thankful. <laughs> to make up for him listening to uh, this? Making up for I that is like... not... Yeah, that was the wrong thing to say. We would but like you know to I mean. apologize for you listening to all of our podcasts. <laughs> so, uh, we, we left it up to him to choose an episode, and he did say he was actually thinking of choosing something in the later seasons, which we really haven't uh, dived in, dove into yet. And, um, but he said he would be remiss if he didn't choose one of my favorite episodes, which I've talked about before about potentially doing. So our episode this week is Bart versus Australia. So this is our, our 17th episode, of course. This episode comes from season six. We've had 17 (laughs) episodes. This is our 17th episode. So this is from season six, episode sixteen. What? It is the one hundred nineteenth overall episode that The Simpsons made. Production code two F thirteen. It originally aired on February nineteenth, nineteen ninety five. Was directed by Wes Archer and written by Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. Um, our guest star was the late great Phil Hartman. Oh, R.I.P. So before we get into this, just a few things um, that Phil I Hartman, found. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he just yeah. stopped talking, though. Oh. Yeah. So, um, a few things I found out about this episode before we go into it. Um, of course, uh, for anybody that's like Corey and I, my age, you're probably familiar with uh, the story of Michael Fay, who was an American teenager who was caned in Singapore in 1994 for vandalizing cars. Now, am I wrong, but Michael Bay was... All, no, not Michael Bay. <laughs> he should not get caned, Michael but for Bay. other reasons. Um, Michael Fay was also maybe a little bit of an SOB. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't necessarily a great guy. I mean, neither is Bart. Well, neither is episode. Michael Bay, yeah. so... So, but basically what ended up happening for Brendan and Caitlin, because I'm sure you've never heard this before. Nope. He was an American student, because I think he was like 18 when it happened, and he was in Singapore. I don't know if it was spring break or why he was there, but he was in Singapore. And if you guys are know about this, Singapore has very strict laws. Like, you can actually get in trouble for chewing gum um, in Singapore. Like, it's, it's very, very strict. So he got caught for vandalizing cars. And punishment in Singapore is they take, a, like, a kendo stick and they cane you with it. And depending on what the crime is, they hit you a certain number of times. So he was supposed to get hit six times for this. So there was all this controversy around it because he admitted to doing it, but he said that he only admitted it because they said if he admitted it, he wasn't going to get caned. And then they still said he was going to get caned and everything. So what ended up happening is instead of getting hit six times, he got hit four times. But it did happen. So the reason I'm bringing this up is obviously the plot of this episode is based on that story. Um, yeah. So obviously, and you can kind of see, you know, once you see the story, yeah. kind of where all that comes into play. Um, this episode has since become study material for sociology courses at the University of California. Really? Yes. How it is... many Simpsons episodes are study material? This I is our second that the one last so far. One was... yeah. So, um, they use it to examine issues of the production and reception of cultural objects. So, in this case, a satirical cartoon show. And they use it to try to figure out what it is trying to tell audiences about aspects primarily of American society and, to a lesser extent, about other societies. 
So obviously in this episode, um, some of the Australians aren't really painted in a great light. Um, of course, it's all tongue in cheek, and neither you know, are the they're Americans, making a joke, though. and that's the thing I was going to bring up too. Um, so, but also with this episode, Vanity Fair named this episode the second best episode of The Simpsons of all Ooh. time. But that Ooh, was in, la. that was in two thousand seven. Vanity well, Fair. Are there really any episodes better than that since two thousand seven? Yeah, there's been some decent ones, but probably not better than this. Exactly. Yeah. And this episode was also nominated for an Emmy Award in 1995 in the category of Outstanding Individual Achievement in Sound Mixing for a Comedy Series or a Special. So it was nominated but did not win. Um, So also before we get into this episode, I thought it would be interesting to discuss, um, obviously as I brought up, anyone that's familiar with this episode knows that there's a lot of jokes thrown at the Australians and things like that. And so I looked up some information in regards to the reaction that Australians have had to this episode. And it was all aces, right? Of course, yes. I mean, of course, a lot of Australians, I feel, are, you know, they have a good sense of humor, you know, things like that. They realize that it's just, you know, done as a joke. And of course, as Brendan mentioned, Americans are not painted in a very good light either in this episode. So it kind of goes both ways here. Um, but it did receive a mixed reception in Australia. Um, so some fans uh, from Australia say that the episode was a mockery of their country. Um, shortly after it aired, the Simpsons staff received over 100 letters from Australians saying that they were insulted by the episode. And they also received letters, and I thought this was interesting, from people complaining about the Australian accents used in the episodes and say that they sound more like South African accents. So that gosh. was their issue, that the really? accents weren't right. Oh, gosh. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> right. Um, so Mike Reese, uh, Simpsons writer and producer, he claimed that the episode is Aus- is Australia's least favorite episode. And he also said that, quote, whenever we have the Simpsons visit another country, that country gets very furious, <laughs> including Australia. <laughs> so um, the Simpsons show and producers and everything they were condemned in the australian parliament what after the episode aired no yes um and then just a little bit more about this uh the newcastle herald which is a a newspaper um in australia sure um there's a writer james joyce he said he was shocked when he first saw the episode and he said who are the americans trying to kid here i agree australia has its faults as does any other country, but laughing in our face about it, then mocking our heritage was definitely not called for. It embarrassed and degraded our country as well as making us look like total idiots. So, um, and then in the flip side of that, some other people from Australia gave it positive reviews. Um, So Jim Shembury from the Australian newspaper The Age named it the funniest episode ever. So the just, funniest ever. Yep, that's what he said. So it does just kind of go both ways. Like I said, you know, some people are going to be really upset. Some people are, you know, not going to be upset. Wait, the funniest episode of The Simpsons ever, or the funniest episode of any show? The quote was just named it the funniest episode ever. So I'm assuming he's talking about The Simpsons, but he didn't actually say this specifically. Wasn't, and this was in 1995, so. Right. Um, And then finally, David Merkin, who produced the episode, um, he responded to the criticism in an interview with the Newcastle Herald. 
and he said, we like to have the Simpsons, the entire family, travel, and this was the beginning of that. Australia was a fantastic choice because it has lots of quirky visual things, and it's a country that's really very close to America, very in sync with America. We are so similar, but yet there are all these fantastic differences, familiar yet twisted. It was intentional to make it very inaccurate. That was our evil side coming out. We'll take our knowledge of Australia and we'll twist it around to stimulate an audience and annoy them at the same time. Well, Australia also has the Hemsworths. Yes, they do. Including Larry. (laughs) The forgotten Hemsworth. (laughs) So, obviously, um, based on what we just said, and of course, it is a completely different time now than it was in 1995... So, does anybody have any thoughts about after watching this episode? Like, do you feel like it was offensive? Do you feel like it was, like, well, what are your thoughts? I mean, I see it both ways. I see why it could be offensive. But, I mean, I get why you would be offended. But, like, myself personally, I don't get offended if people, like, make fun of me. But I would get if you would get offended by it. Right. I don't know if we're really best people to ask for that because we don't have any (laughs) true of like but but i I guess what i'm saying is can can you understand why people oh absolutely like do you like are you because sometimes people you know sometimes people just watch something and they'll get offended even though it's not necessarily their culture or something like that they just get offended for other people so i'm just wondering if you felt that way at all or well that So, my opinions on that matter are... Buzza, 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 buzza. Yeah, buzza, 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 buzza. <laughs> uh, but, um, I, I just don't know if they're, if people are really at liberty to be offended for someone else. Uh, like, if, if someone is offended and you're trying to back them up, that's another thing. But if you without any information of other people being offended, are offended for them, that might cause some issues. So you're basically meaning, like, if you're taking the stance of, I'm offended for the Australian people, but then yet Australian people are like, we have no problem with it. Exactly. Yeah. But, like, if if Australians are offended by it, then yes. that's... And then you stand by them and things like that. Exactly. But... What you're saying is being offended before finding out if they're offended exactly is kind of not the offended? best thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was just another episode of The Simpsons. Right. The Simpsons mm-hmm. literally offend everyone. Yes, they attack like, everyone. If 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 you find if you want to be offended, you'll find a reason to be offended Absolutely. by The Simpsons. Yeah. I don't think this was any different than any other episode we have seen yeah and it's like they've even gotten to the point now where they're attacking like small cities in america like Like they attack niagara falls yeah they attack niagara falls and buffalo (laughs) and we thought it was we thought it was but you know what i mean like it's not like a country yeah it's just like a little area Uh, and we thought it was the greatest thing ever don't say don't say we like we did but like there were some people from buffalo who were or there were some people from Niagara Falls who were very upset. Right. They had a whole song and dance about yep. Western New York. Sure it was did. really good. Well, it was all of New York. It was Western New York. But it Upstate started, New York. Yeah, it was so, upstate yeah, that's New York. right. It was all of upstate New York. Yeah. Right. 
So, um, but no, Corey, that's exactly right. I think that's a really good point that like, if you understand the show, like you understand that that's not just an isolated yeah. thing. Like they attack everyone. Yeah. So. Yeah. But like I said, if you're looking for a reason to be offended and a lot of people do that, right. if you're looking for a reason to be offended, You'll watch the Simpsons it. and you will find a reason to be offended. Yeah. And of course there's worse shows out there, but absolutely. And I think that's with anything. Like you pretty much watch anything on television now and you'll find something to be offended yeah. if you want to. Yeah. So all right. Cool. Um so let's get into this then. Um so our chalkboard gag was Oh wait, that that's not the end of the show? No. Thank you, good night. What? Okay. That's what you wanted to be? Thank you, good night. Okay, chalkboard gag. Chalkboard gag. I will not hang donuts on my person. Which was an interesting thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our couch gag. Um, so couch is sitting there and there's nobody on it. And they all swim up to the couch as the carpet is like made of water and they climb out onto the couch and they're dripping wet. So it was weird. Uh, that is a reused couch gag. It was used previously to this episode. Um, and they just kind of reused it again. So Also to go with this, the chalkboard gag, uh, I feel like Bart has had many different, like, ways that people have looked at him. Okay. Like, he's been, uh, he's been, like, a, in this episode, he's just, like, a wild card. Mm-hmm. You don't know what he's gonna do. Uh, but in some episodes, he's a jerk. In some episodes, he's, he's... Lovable. Yeah. Uh... It, it really depends. I think it depends on the writers that are writing it. Sure. And but in this episode, I definitely think he's that wild card persona, and he. I, I just related to him the entire time. <laughs> are we going to have to go to Australia because of you? I mean, it's he's possible. not saying no. He's not saying no. So, all right. So, um, for those of you that were listening last week, um, we're going to do something kind of similar to what we were doing last week, where we found um, quite a few quotes last week that we liked, and we were kind of acting them out. So, we're going to do a little bit of that this week, too, when we find some quotes. Um, So, each of us is going to kind of take some different parts and kind of say them as we go. So, all right. So, let's jump into this. Uh, We're talking about Act 1 right now. Uh, So, we start off. Uh, very interesting. This kind of reminded me of Brendan and Kaylin. I figured you guys would do something like this at some point. Bart and Lisa decide <laughs> to have a race. Uh, Bart is using toothpaste. Lisa is using shampoo. And they squirt each of them into the drain and they see which one gets down uh, the drain first. Um, so shampoo is victorious. So Lisa wins and she's very excited. I like how Bart's like, move your pasty white butt. <laughs> yeah, to the toothpaste. <laughs> yeah. So um, Bart is not happy with the result, and he argues. So again, this is why this reminded me of the two of you, because you would be the one saying, well, the reason why you won is because you were on the inside track. Fair enough. Just like he says to Lisa. So then he says that if it was spinning the other way, he would have won. <laughs> And um, for those of you that know Brendan, you know that he always tries to find a way out of things. Oh, yeah. Tries to find a loophole. And, well, you really didn't win because if it was this, then... All the time. Literally all the time. Sounds about right. So Lisa then points out to Bart that no matter what he would say, the water would always go counterclockwise in the northern hemisphere. 
Because of the Coriolis effect. Right. And then Bart says, in which I know, Corey, you really laughed at this quote. No way. Water doesn't obey your rules. It goes where it wants. Like me, babe. <laughs> it was just so ridiculous. It was. I thought it was really funny. Um, so then Lisa asks Bart to try um, to, and basically to try to use the water again and see which way it goes. And so he does it and it goes counterclockwise and he's insistent. No, no, no. I've seen it go another way before. And she's like, no, I'm telling you, it won't. So then he looks over at the toilet. And uh, I forget exactly what does he say. Faithful toilet. Faithful toilet, right? Yeah. And uh, so he flushes the toilet. And, of course, the water goes counterclockwise again. So he's upset. So he flushes it again. And it continues (laughs) to go counterclockwise. And then as it's flushing, he's trying to reverse the water. He's got his hands in there. And he's trying to push the water back (laughs) to going the other way. Merge. Yep. And so he keeps flushing it, and then we see Homer is showering. <laughs> and you see Homer, I'm seeing it in the shower! Hot, ah, cold, ah, hot, cold, hot, ah, who's doing that? And it's, I feel like this is this is the part where the animation is just perfect, mm-hmm. because you see the steam, yep. and then it's nothing, yep. and then the steam, and it's, it's quite good. Yep, so then Marge walks up, and, um... Corey, you were just mentioning this. She sees Bart playing with the water. What does she say to him? Oh, for God's sakes, Bart, use a plunger. (laughs) I thought that was funny. All right, so then at this point, Lisa tries to explain to Bart what the Coriolis effect is. And so... The globe. Yep. So for those of you that don't know what the Coriolis effect is, a real quick science lesson here. Uh, Due to the rotation of the Earth's, the Coriolis effect means that hurricanes and other giant storm systems are going to swirl counterclockwise in the northern hemisphere. Did you have to look this up? It did. And they're clockwise <laughs> in the southern hemisphere. But they said that in a lot of cases, you may not see it in small bodies of water and things like that. So they said the Simpsons took a little liberty with this um, and things like that. And in some instances, a toilet won't always necessarily go clockwise or counterclockwise, depending on where you are, because the jets in the actual toilet may make it go a certain way or an opposite way or something like that. Um, So, yeah, when Lisa's trying to explain this to him, Bart says, what the hell is the Southern Hemisphere? (laughs) (laughs) It's no idea. That's me. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) With your geography? Thinking Canada is in the United States? Is a state. I didn't say it was in the United... She said it was a state. Yes, it was a state. Where would it be? In the north, obviously. (laughs) In the northern states. (laughs) And Toronto was the capital, right? Of Canada? Yeah. Yeah, that's not true. But I can understand her saying that. Like, Toronto's the biggest city in Canada. I can understand. What is the... What? No, there's... Honey. What is... The capital. There's no capital in Canada like there. No. What? Why are you looking at me is like that? Ottawa? Or is that just the capital? Ottawa is. Oh my Ontario. God. Ottawa is a province. A providence? No, no it's, it's not. It's a city. Ottawa is a city in Ontario. Ontario is a province. I, I went to <laughs> and Niagara Falls High School. You also said Providence. What is it? Provinces. Province. Providence. That's oh my God. Geography. Do we all not know geography? No. Geography's not so good here. 
Oh, Ottawa is the capital of Canada. My mistake. Yes, I thought so. Okay. I went to Niagara Falls High School. We didn't learn about Canada. Yeah. Susie, every episode we get closer and closer <laughs> to where we live. I went to Ni- We didn't learn about any Canadian geography. Susie, if we did learn about it, don't you dare email us and tell us we did. Was it fourth or fifth grade? No, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Continuing on. I didn't learn about uh, Canadian geography no? in high school. You never learned in, about provinces? Uh, Niagara Falls High School. Or high school. You didn't Niagara go to Niagara Falls, Niagara Falls High School? Niagara Falls Schooling. <laughs> They're like, ah, we live close enough. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> All right, so... Why'd, why'd my teachers talk like that? I don't know. <laughs> so anyways, Lisa's trying to tell Bart about the Southern Hemisphere. And um, so she tells him to get the globe out. Oh, boy. So... Brendan and Kaylin, do you want to do these? Lisa and Bart. Yeah, sure. So Lisa tells Bart to get out a globe, and it was it's never been opened. It was a present from Grandpa. So Bart opens up the globe, and he looks at it, and Lisa says, See, the southern hemisphere is made up of everything below the equi- This line. Hmm. So down there in, say, Argentina or Rand McNally, all their water <laughs> runs backwards? Uh-huh. In fact, people in Rand McNally, they wear hats on their feet and hamburgers eat people. Cool. (laughs) So yeah, that was a great joke. Obviously, the creator of the globe is Rand McNally. (laughs) So Bart thinks that's a country. (laughs) So at that point, um, Bart doesn't believe Lisa, so he makes a series of phone calls. And takes out the international uh, phone book and just starts making some phone calls. So the first call is to Antarctica. He asks if they can tell him which way their toilets go, and unfortunately, the toilet water is frozen. (laughs) And I thought that joke was great when the guy comes in with the magazine, and he sees that the water's frozen, and he's like, oh, man. (laughs) So then next, he goes to an area which I believe is maybe South America? With El Presidente. Yes. Yes. And um, he tries to tell the translator what he's asking uh, asking him to do and he hears the translator hears the tide is turning and tells El Presidente about it and they think there's a revolution so he gets very nervous and the president jumps out the window no there was a revolution and the tide was turning oh yes okay right I gotcha right then we see um, a call to Argentina (laughs) <laughs> this is my favorite one. Why did you tell us so about it? So ridiculous. Um, well, it was a call to Argentina, and there is an old man who resembles someone from history, a little someone named Adolf Hitler. Did you see his license plate? It said... Adolf 1. Adolf 1, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I I don't remember what was said. I didn't don't have it written down. Well, he couldn't but... get to the phone in time. And someone calls him the Fuhrer. Yes, as he walks by <laughs> on a, on a uh, bicycle. Yes. And that was great because, you know, the conspiracy theory yeah, right. that Hitler got away and is living in Argentina, even though the kids brought up, he'd be dead by now. Well, Kalen brought that yeah, up. Yeah, Kalen was very upset by that. She's like, I don't know why everyone's so mad because I wasn't he'd be dead. that upset. I was just saying that the people who freak out about him moving to Argentina, like, he'd be dead by now. So I mean, listen, 
Biggie and Pac live on an island together somewhere, and you can't tell me they don't. How do they keep releasing music? Are we talking about, yeah. Dana Uh, Carvey. Yep. Dana Carvey has has a sketch. About Biggie and Pac? No. Oh. (laughs) Who is it? It's Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler, JFK, Elvis. Uh Uh-huh. And, and Biggie. No, there's one more. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember. Was it, I do uh, love it when you call me Big Papa. Who's the guy from uh, Wonderful Biggie. Life? James Stewart. <laughs> James, James Stewart. I don't remember. I think it must be. Okay, money. yeah, Where's well, those four people are all living in a bunker. <laughs> Tell me where the money is. <laughs> and, and I would I would just highly recommend looking that up. Yes. I think it's on YouTube or something. Ah, that skit is so good. It is really good. Are you guys okay? <laughs> Did you not hear what was happening? I heard what was happening. I heard. It just... Oh, boy. <laughs> Are you laughing for the same reason I'm laughing? Where's some money? Where's some money? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm laughing okay, because of that and because on. you're laughing. So, now, Brendan, I know you were really laughing at this when Bart starts making the phone call. And just keeps pressing number after number after number after number after number after number. number. It just keeps going and going and going. Now, apparently, I didn't write it down, but someone online did actually figure out what all of the numbers were that he pressed. What? I assumed that they did. Yeah, because different numbers have different tones. I would have done that if I... But I knew that someone already probably beat me to it. Um, So then, uh, when Lisa finds out what Bart is doing... Um, oh, yeah, and then there was the one more call to the Fire Island. <laughs> and, oh, yes! Everything was lava! Yes, oh, and the guy God. sees the payphone. Except phone, for the phone! And he's like, he's going on a car, wasn't he? On the top of a car? <laughs> yeah. And he goes to grab the phone, and then he falls off the car. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, when Lisa finds out um, what Bart is doing, she gets very, very upset, and she's like, do you understand how expensive international car calls are? And Bart's like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll do this next one, collect. Now, Brennan and Kaylin, do you know what a collect call is? It's where yes. it's where you both pay for the call. No. Both lines. It does no. have to do with pay for a call. So normally, cell phones, it doesn't really matter anymore because usually everybody has an unlimited plan and everything. It doesn't matter. But it used to be back in the day, you had... Back in my day. You had a landline mm-hmm. and if you made a phone call mm-hmm. they would charge you for it mm-hmm. sometimes they would charge you minutes sometimes they would just charge you for the call and things mm-hmm. like that so if you made the call you had to pay for it right if you made a collect call what would happen is the operator would call that person and say we have a collect call from blah 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 would you like to accept the charges and the person on the other end mm-hmm. accepts all the charges so you don't have to pay for that call they do and then there was something called calling cards. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where you would get a card, you would have to dial the 1-800 number, and then you would dial the number that you're dialing. So that's why the Australia thing, why they end up getting charged with the money. Yeah. I thought that they split call. it. Gotcha. So now Corey said she wants to be our Tobias. Okay. So I will give you my phone so oh, you can see. I hope I can there. see it. You can always make it bigger if you need to. Can I'm you see it okay? To. 
Okay. Who's going to be the operator? I'll be the operator. You're being Bart and the operator? No, Brendan's being Bart. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm right. being Bart. Yeah. Aye, aye, Cap. So, um, like I said, Bart decides he's going to make a collect call to Australia to see what's going on there. So he dials the number. Boop, doop, doop, doop. Hello, operator. I'd like to make a collect call to... And he doesn't say where he's going, but then we see a shot of a koala <laughs> up on a phone line. Electrocuting itself twice. And he gets twice. electrocuted. No, not twice. It just goes back up for another it round. didn't learn. This is the international operator. Will you accept a collect call from... Uh, yes. Uh, um, this is Dr. Bart Simpson of the International Drainage Commission. It's an emergency. If it's an emergency, then... We understand some drains in your area have been malfunctioning, sucking in people and whatnot. Willikers, that's awful. Indeed. We need to ch you to check your sinks and toilets and tell us which way the water is going. And please stand clear. So Tobias runs away, checks the sink and the toilet. The fixtures! They're all draining clockwise, sir! Oh, she was right, stupid Lisa Science Queen. Look, why don't you Why don't you just check your neighbor's drains? I'll hold. So we see Tobias run out of the house, which actually the house was identical to the rescuers down under house. <gasps> oh, it was! Mm -hmm. I love that movie. Yep. And I love he he takes off on a tricycle. <laughs> yeah. So then, as that's happening, Milhouse shows up and says, "Uh oh, uh oh, hey Bart." The bakery caught fire, and all the downtown smells like cookies. Want to go smell? Yes. Yes, I do. So he leaves the phone off the hook, and later that night, Bart, Bart walks into the kitchen, and we hear Tobias in the background saying, Hello, sir! Sir! Huh? I've returned from the Golemeyer's place. They're draining clockwise, too. Draining? I don't care about that anymore. Are we in any danger? And he hangs up. <laughs> so then, three weeks later, Homer gets the phone. <laughs> and Homer takes a look at the phone bill. And he says, Burkina Faso, disputed zone, who called all these weird places? And then you hear Homer's brain, quiet, it might be you, I can't remember. Nah, I'm just going to ask Marge. No, no, why embarrass us both? Just write a check, and I'll release some more endorphins. <laughs> Homer signs the check, and then, oh, he gets very excited. Um, interesting thing I found out, yeah. looked at the phone bill. Yeah. He made, Bart made all those phone calls on my birthday, January 10th. Well, good for you. <laughs> so, yes, he called Santi Santiago, Chile, <laughs> Antarctica Naval Res Station, New Uadagawugu, Burkana Fasu, think that that's how it's and unnamed settlement and a disputed zone. So then we wait. Go hold on, over hold to on. before we before we move on. Yes. Uh what date was this episode released? Uh, February nineteenth, right? Yeah. So. If it was released on February 19th, was there a possibility that it was supposed to re be released on January 10th? Maybe. And uh, and it was back. delayed? It's possible. And that's why the animators had it say for January 10th? I was just excited because I was like, oh, it's my birthday. That's yeah. cool. All right, so then we uh, go over to Australia. 
and we meet Tobias's father, Bruno. <laughs> Nine hundred dollar reduce, Tobias. Did you accept a six arc with a call from the states? It was an emergency call from the International Drainage Commission in Springfield. Oh my God! There's nothing wrong with the day, is there? <laughs> <laughs> so this part here actually led to a petition on change.org to change the name of the Australian currency to dollar reduce. (laughs) Did it happen? So they claimed that if they did that, it would help stimulate the struggling Australian economy. So it didn't (laughs) happen. I would buy those. Dollar reduce. Dollar reduce. It didn't happen, but it did have almost 70,000 signatures. I wish I had known about that because I would have signed it like a billion times. Dollary dues. Names. All right. So um, our scene continues. Bart's phone rings in the middle of the night and Bart says, Hello? Roy, I'm calling all the way from Squatters Krog, Australia, and I want to speak to uh, Dr. Bart Simpson right now. Uh, hold, please. All right, but I don't. Payroll. Bert Stanton speaking. Boy, I said Bart Simpson. What kind of company is this? Bart Simpson's office? Yeah, that was a voice crack, too. <laughs> Shut up. Thank the great good lord. Look, I was just saying... One moment, please. Well, who do they think I am? Some stupid Aussie drongo? Bleeding yanks, I oughta. This is Bart Simpson. Can I help you, ma'am? Hey, uh, my name is Bruno Dundridge, right? You owe me $900, mate. No, you owe me $900. You're some punk kid, aren't you? Oh, you picked the wrong guy to tangle with here, mate. (laughs) I don't think so. You're all the way in Australia. Hey, I think I hear a dingo eating your baby. (laughs) Then he hangs up. Bleep. So, of course, this is in reference to... There was a case... um, It was called the Azaria Chamberlain where a 10-week-old baby was killed by dingoes. Yes, I've that really happened. This. Yeah. And then, of course, you probably know about Seinfeld. Maybe the dingo ate your baby. So Elaine Bennis mentions that. And I looked it up because I was like, well, which one came first? The Seinfeld episode was before this. And so. it's funny because in How Seinfeld... How much before? Uh, about two years before. In Seinfeld, okay. she says that and someone's like... What did you just say? And Elaine goes, Maybe a dingo ate your baby. And my grandmother loved Seinfeld, and she loved that so much. So every once in a while, to make her laugh, I would always look at her and go, Maybe a dingo ate your baby. (laughs) And she would just laugh. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) So back to our episode now. Bruno is upset, says he's going to contact his member of parliament. Oh my god. And he yells out Gus. the window and finds Gus tending to a hog. Gus! And he tells Gus what's going on, and he's equally upset, so he takes it to the Prime Minister. Hey, Andy! Andy, who's naked in an inner tube in the lake with a beer. <laughs> and yes, Sounds that's how right. they get his attention. They're like, hey, Prime Minister! And he doesn't say anything, and they go, Andy! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then they... They explain to him what's going on, and now we go back to Bart. Bart is getting a number of threatening letters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a number. Mm -hmm. Several. And um, he ends up responding, Mr. Simpson, blah, blah, misrepresentation over the phone, yada, 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 sincerely, some Australian jerk. And he takes the letter and just throws it away. 
So we see the letters are starting to pile up, and then he's got so much in his trash he needs to compact it down, so he takes Lisa's saxophone, compacts everything down. And then Lisa says that she needs that, and she looks at all the letters in the garbage, and she mentions some pretty interesting names where she mentions the officer of the Solicitor General, the office of the Prime Minister, and the Hopping Mad Collection Agency. <laughs> and the Hopping Mad Collection Agency has a return stamp with a little kangaroo on it. With boxing gloves. Yes! <laughs> so, uh, Lisa realizes that they should probably go talk to Mom and Dad about this. Oh, God, I love this part. And so, Brendan, I'll have you do this bark part. He walks into the TV room and says... Hey guys, just so you don't hear any wild rumors, I'm being indicted for fraud in Australia. <laughs> That's no reason to block the TV. <laughs> so that was pretty good. Alright, so on to Act 2. So we get into Act 2. Marge and Homer confront uh, Bart about the charges and everything. Homer looks at the globe and he goes, Oh, there it is. Australia. I'll be damned. <laughs> Spins the globe. <laughs> and then he said, look, look at this country. You are gay. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, he's looking at Uruguay. But, yep. <laughs> but I always thought that was funny. Um, so then a limo pulls up to the home, and we meet Evan Con- Conover, who is the undersecretary of the Brat and Punk Division. And so he explains that this prank came at a bad time as Americo-Australian relations are at an all-time low. Kaylin is going to do our Evan Conover. As I'm sure you remember, in the late God. 1980s in the U.S., the U.S. experienced a short-lived infatuation with Australian culture. For some bizarre reason, the Aussies thought that this would be a permanent thing. Of course, it wasn't. <laughs> so we see a slideshow. And so the slideshow shows Crocodile Dundee... It shows Vegemite Sub at Subway. Yes. And a few other things, and then it ends with a Yahoo Serious Festival. Yahoo Serious is not dead. I I looked it up. Okay. He is still alive. I'm not saying he's relevant. But... Now, do you want to tell, because I had know that joke went over both of their heads. Yeah. Do you want to tell them who Yahoo Serious is? Sure. Yahoo Serious was an Australian actor. Um, some would say he was a comedian. <laughs> He is best known for his 1988 comedy, Young Einstein. I've heard of that. You have? Yes. Are you sure you're not thinking of Young Frankenstein? No, I've heard of that. Crazy hair, too. Yes, he did. Hang on, let me. Are you sure you're not thinking of Little Einsteins? No. (laughs) I'm not thinking of Little Einsteins. (laughs) This is. Hang on, make it big. There we go. This is Yahoo Serious. Kids. Yeah, oh God! <laughs> I mean, I had never seen the movie, but I've heard I, of the title. He's got of Weird it. Al Yankovic hair. Uh, that's Sideshow Bob hair. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Yep, there I, he is. I oh, went God. and saw Young Einstein in the movie theater. Nice. Remember, um, there was a movie theater where the OTB is now, mm-hmm. where Kmart used to be. Yep. I saw it in that theater. There you go. Oh God. That hair. <laughs> so we'll post a picture of Yahoo Listen, Serious. It wasn't a good enough picture to go and see at the Summit Park Mall, but I would spend a dollar to go see there it. There you go. <laughs> so now I loved after seeing that slide, 
Lisa responds, I know those words, but that sign makes no sense. (laughs) And then he inadvertently shows the Cuba Plan B and promptly swallows the slide and says, And Bart's child is taunting, agitated the Aussies further. Oh, he'll agitate you. Oh, oh, he sure will. (laughs) And that part just made me think of our friend Patrick. Because when he laughs, that's what he does. It starts off big, then it kind of goes down a little bit, and then it just trails off, and he always goes... Huh. <laughs> so I had to include that part. It's that or the chortle thing that he does. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. So then, um, after that, Conover says they'd like to imprison Bart for five years. And Homer says that that is, quote, tough but fair. Boy, go with the man. <laughs> so Marge, of course, is not okay with this. And she ends up, like, freaking out and saying, no, 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 I'm not going to have my son go to jail over some silly tiff with Australia. You'll just have to find some other country to have relations with. <laughs> So, Conover says the prison train is sailing and offers the other option of having Bart make a public apology on Australia. So, Homer says, all Bart has to do is apologize and we get a free trip to Australia. Conover says, "Mm mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I can handle that. I'm an expert at phony apologies. Bart. I'm sorry. Oh, that's better. (laughs) Now, did that remind anyone of anyone? Uh, definitely not me. <laughs> Corey. Yes, that's him, 100%. <laughs> so at that point, um, the flan- the family takes a flight, and they go on trans-hemispheric airlines, and the camera pans through a cross-section of the Earth. It goes past coffins oh, and shows humans trying to get out, dinosaurs through the center of the planet, and Vishnu is operating machinery and wipes sweat from his brow. At the airport, this was a good joke. Homer mentions that they left at 1.30 p.m. on Monday, and Lisa says, but it's 6.45 a.m. next Wednesday, and it's summer, not winter here. So then Homer throws away his sled. <laughs> so at that point, uh, Bart looks at a sign uh, that mentions that you can't bring in flora and fauna, and he says, I thought they speak English here. And Lisa explains that they can't bring in outside plants or animals to not disturb the environmental balance. So Bart takes out his toad and sets it free so he doesn't get in any more tro- trouble. Bullfrog. Hmm. Bullfrog. Bullfrog. Bullfrog, right, I'm sorry. And the bullfrog hops away. So the family arrives at the U.S. Embassy, and Homer spots a Marine. Oh. <laughs> he asks the Marine if he is like one of those English guards that can't laugh or smile or anything and makes faces at him and then gets punched, and the Marine says... No, sir! U.S. Marines, sir! That was loud. That was very loud. I should not have been that loud. So, I thought that was a funny joke. I always like that. So, in their room, they meet representatives and are very impressed with how nice it is, and Bart asks if the toilet goes backwards. But then he's disappointed when he's told, the, told that the toilets are installed with a device to swirl the correct American way to combat homesickness. <laughs> is he disappointed? <laughs> Yes, he is, because he wants to see it. He wants to see them go the other way. And Homer sings Sweet Land of Liberty and rolls a tear. (laughs) So as they walk away, Bart sees a sign that says Entering Australia. So now we have... 
Oh, some more good stuff. Kaylin, you want to play Bart here? Yeah. All right. And then you said because you want to be the Marines. All right. So they're about to walk out into Australia, and Bart sees a sign that says entering Australia and says, Hey, G.I. Joe, your sign's broken. We're already in Australia. Actually, sir, the embassy is considered American soil, sir. Really? Look, boy, now I'm in Australia. He hops over the line. Now I'm in America. Australia. America. I get it, Dad. Australia. America. Marge says, Homer, that's enough. Australia. America. <laughs> Punch. Ow! Here in America, we don't c- tolerate that kind of crap, sir! <laughs> <laughs> that was always one of my favorite jokes of this show. Um, not just this episode, but this show. Just Homer jumping back and forth. Haven't you and done then... that before? What? Probably. I think I I'm on the East have. Bank. I'm on the West Bank. <laughs> and then just the the Marine punching him and just saying, we don't tolerate that kind of crap in America, sir. Hilarious. Um, so then we see... Um, so unenthusiastic. Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> so uh, the family kind of splits off at this point. Homer and Bart are going to Parliament um, to see what's going to happen with Bart's punishment. And Lisa and Marge take Maggie and they go um, kind of looking at some of the Australian... Uh, things so they end up at the cultural center and Corey, i know you really laughed at the sign at the cultural cart your center. ass cart your arse on in <laughs> yep. <laughs> so at the cultural center marge reads the plaque at the base of a statue and brendan kaylin did you recognize what the statue looked like i didn't look at it i didn't look at it either <laughs> snake it is it's snake you know who i'm talking about think Snake, the criminal. The criminal. Oh, yeah. On the show. Oh. I wasn't talking about Solid yeah. Snake. I didn't think you were talking yeah. about Solid Snake. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was uh, Snake, the criminal. Because, you know, they always said that Australia was um, founded as a oh, commune for British criminals. British criminals. Right. Well, I guess Snake was British. Well, he's British. <laughs> Sound it. So she tells Lisa, Marge tells Lisa to watch her camera as Australia was founded as a settlement for British Listen, he wouldn't be British because he would have to change his voice to get away from things better. All right. (laughs) That is, that's a big change, (laughs) Kaylin. So anyways, yes, uh, Marge tells Lisa watch her camera, and as she looks back, there's like four or five people kind of creeping in on her about to take her camera, and then they see her and they just back off and they go towards someone else. (laughs) No, it's because Marge tells her to hide her camera. Right. And she yeah. hides it. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. When oh, she spotted oh. them, oh. yeah, they kind of went back. Yeah. All right, so now is one of all of our favorite moments, which we quote a lot. Um, Corey, would you like to play Marge at this part? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> all right, so you're going to be Bart again? Aye, aye, Captain. I want to be the you bartender. You want to be the bartender? Okay. Uh, Kaylin wants to be the bartender because of her love of Mo. Oh. Yeah, someone should, like, let me meet this voice actor or something. <laughs> so the family uh, gets together. They're at a local pub. Bart has a little pocket knife, and he's opening and closing it repeatedly, playing around with it. And a man walks up to him, and it says, Call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife. That's a spoon. All right, all right. You win, eh? So you've played knifey spoony before. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So then Homer looks over at the bartender says, Hey, give me one of those famous giant beers I've heard so much about. Bartender puts his giant beer in front of him. Says. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do the accent. Yeah, I yeah, have to. Just do to. your best. 
There's something wrong, Yang. No, it's pretty big, I guess. <laughs> I'll just have a cup of coffee. Beer it is. No, I said coffee. Beer. Coffee. Beer. C O B E. Oh, you can tell you the amount joke. of times we've quoted that scene. So good. Especially Knifey Spoonie. Yes. Yes. A ridiculous amount of times. Um, so Bart and Homer, they end up at the Parliament House for Bart's punishment. And uh, Lisa and Marge are continuing to sightsee. And when they get there, Bart says his apology. And uh, all the people in Parliament are moved and say that he's free to go after his additional punishment. A booting. But don't worry, it's just a little kick in the bum. So then kick in the bum. we see this man walk in, leather jacket, and a giant boot on his right foot. <laughs> he great. comes walking in. No, no, the sound effect yes. that comes in yes. is the best part. Yep. Because you don't see him. Yep. It's just a door. Yep. And you just hear... Poof, poof, poof. No, you hear... Poof. Oh, right. Because it's just one boot. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so good. And so we see this man, and that's how we end our act two. So then act three starts right after that. All right, so the man walks up to Bart, and (laughs) Homer says, What kind of sick country would kick someone with a giant boot? Mr. Simpson, shush. Disparishing the boot is a bootable offense. It's one of their proudest traditions. (laughs) There you go. Australian flag, which shows the Union Jack, Jack with a boot. And a butt. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that. So Bart is bent over and by the Prime Minister, Andy, and the boot man winds up. And then Homer gets very upset and yells, You sold us out, Conover! He breaks free, pulls the boot off the man, puts the boot on his hand, and threatens everyone else with it as he's holding it out. Mm -hmm. He then puts the boot on, grabs Andy... And he threatens to brute the Prime Minister. So help me God. (laughs) And he says, I thought this was great. This is why I included it. When will you Australians learn? In America, we stopped using corporal punishment, and things have never been better. The streets are safe. Old people strut (laughs) confidently through the darkest alleys, and the weak and nerdy are admired for their computer programming abilities. So like us, let your children run wild and free. Because as the old saying goes, let your children... Run wild and free. free. (laughs) Now, boy, run back to the embassy. Back to American soil. And then Homer throws the boot out the window, smashes it, (laughs) takes the boot, and they both go running out. And man number one says, I'll stop that. That's not an Australian accent. He throws a boomerang, which just skims Bart's hair and just keeps going. And then it starts coming back toward them. And the second man says, Oh, no, it's coming back this way. That throwing stick stunt of yours has boomeranged on us. <laughs> that was not an Australian accent. You're but. fine. Uh, so the mob starts chasing them, and Homer and Bart spot some kangaroos. <laughs> and they think the kangaroos will help them get away if they can climb into their pouches. Oh. <laughs> so why are you saying, oh, Corey? Because it's gross. The pouches are filled with it's mucus. gross. <laughs> It's not like the cartoons, as they say. <laughs> so, um, another reference, I've, we've made reference to this a few times in some of the episodes we've done, uh, Mad Max 2. 
There was one of the characters in the mob was a character. His name is Wes okay. from uh, Mad Max to the Road, Road Warrior. Sure. He's kind of chasing after them. Um, this is another gag that I just absolutely love. So, all right, we can figure this out. So, anyways. Okay, I'll be Marge. All right, we jump to a souvenir shop, and the girls are trying to decide on souvenirs to buy. Lisa wants a didgeridoo. God. <laughs> Which I thought was great. And Marge says to get a cap, which says, Peabody's Nerfic. Peabody's Nerfic. Peabody's Nerfic. In Australia, because it's clever, just like you. Hmm? But I thought it's hmm? called Peabody. No, Peabody. No, Peabody. All right. So then the owner, <laughs> there's all these bullfrogs in there, and he's sweeping them all out. And he's complaining that they're everywhere. He says, they're in the lift, they're in the lorry, in the Bond Wizard, and all over the Malonga Gildachuk. And then the clerk says, They're like kangaroos, but they're reptiles, they is. We have them in America. They're called bullfrogs. What? That's an odd name. I would have called them chairswalsers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just pure this ridiculousness. Is, oh, it's... And this this is the gag that I love. Not only chairswalsers, I love chairswalsers. But you then hear Bart, and you just hear... Lisa, <laughs> March, and you see them because they're running up to them, <laughs> and the girls follow them, and they start running away as the um, gang is uh, running after them, and they make it back to the embassy, and Ward back at the embassy sees them coming, <laughs> and he says, "The Simpsons, oh, they're not getting back in here," and he pushes the button on the gate to close it, and did you guys notice what the gate said? Made in America. So the gate immediately breaks and doesn't close. So the Simpsons make it in, and then one of the Marines comes and he just closes it by hand. Yep. And um, so Marge says, because she's very upset. Sorry. She's very upset about everything, and Marge says, I can't believe our government would set up Bart like that. I must say, I'm very angry at the State Department right now. Yes, but Mrs. Simpson, please, we're about to reach a breakthrough with the Aussies. Then it's agreed. During the bargaining session, we'll each get two candy apples. All right, one candy and one caramel. Oh, for the love of criminy, give me that. Look, I know Bart did something wrong, but he's my son, and I'm going to punish him myself. Our countries may have their differences, but as human beings, I think we can all agree there's no substitute for the discipline of a lovely parent. He wants to talk to you. Yellow? Mm-hmm. So we're in agreement. She won't be allowed near the phone again. <laughs> Just the candy apples. <laughs> Just ridiculous. Uh. All right. So later on, Conover and Ward walk back in, and they worked out a compromise that will allow both nations to, quote, save face. So they argued them down to a booting. And the Prime Minister just wants to kick Bart once through the gate with a regular shoe, which I believe is a wingtip. <laughs> so Marge doesn't want to take the deal, but Bart pauses, looks at the toilet swirling machine, and rolls a tear, and it says, it's time for me to bend over and receive my destiny. So Bart, wa- Bart walks over to the gate, and the assembled crowd is there, and they're kind of muttering and everything like that. Lisa thanks Bart, says that she promises she won't make fun of him later for doing this. 
Homer then says, show them what American butts are made of, son. <laughs> and the Prime Minister shines up his shoe. He's getting ready. Bart bends down in front of him. And the Prime Minister says, that's it, lad. This is for the Commonwealth of Australia. And for that, he winds up, goes to kick. Bart moves out of the way just in time. And Bart says... And this is for the United States of America. Pulls his pants down, moons them. It says, don't tread on me, right on his butt. And he starts humming the Star Spangled Banner while waving his butt back and forth. While everyone is screaming. Yes, they are not happy. (laughs) So the crowd is very upset, breaks down the metal gate, charges at Bart and everyone else. They run into the embassy just in time. A helicopter swoops down to the roof to rush the family away. And... (laughs) At that point, oh, and then there's the uh, the two Marines mm-hmm. that take the flag down, and they're trying to fold it up, make them look like they're folding it, and then they just start eating the flag. And then they start eating it, yeah. What, like... They, they didn't want to uh, desecrate the flag, so they ate it. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just hilarious. <laughs> and, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure in, in the writer's room, they there's some inside joke about this because this is too ridiculous to just be on the spot. I don't know if it was really... I just think it was just funny. It was. <laughs> I don't know if it was an inside joke. It was, think. but I I feel like there's some hidden something. So as I, can't, I can't just take that for what it is. All right. So as they're flying away, you know, Marge says that she is glad that Bart is okay. But she wishes that he chose a more tasteful way to be patriotic. Patriotic. Yep. And Lisa says that she's just impressed that he was able to write so legibly on her own butt. On his own butt. On his own butt, not her butt. (laughs) So then, as we see the family in the helicopter, the Prime Minister calls, All right, mates, let's let them have it. And the assembled crowd tosses all their cans of Fosters at the helicopter. (laughs) And then we see what happens with the frogs. And all the bullfrogs are eating all of their crops. Yep. And everyone thinks this is hilarious. <laughs> they start laughing at that. It doesn't make sense! And Lisa says, well, that's what happens when you introduce foreign species into an ecosystem that can't handle them. And then they keep laughing. <laughs> but it's not! Because you need enough to reproduce. You can't just have one! They're not a... Sec- a- I can't think of words. Never mind. Asexual you know what? I'm done. Is the word you were looking yep, for. That's that's the word. And yes, I know it doesn't make sense. This whole thing doesn't make sense, Brendan. <laughs> I mean, you can't look to the Simpsons to make sense. I mean, you can. I mean that 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 flag eating that made perfect sense. To so sure. it's not supposed to. It's just funny. Um, and then my favorite part at the very end, we think it's over. And then after Lisa makes that comment that you can't bring a foreign species into an ecosystem that can't handle it, what's on the helicopter? A koala bear. Which is... That you never see again. <laughs> but And then just the music and how it just zooms in on the koala bear and on its eye. Just really, really funny. So, of course, this actually did happen, the bullfrogs, um, in Australia. Um, they brought in what was called a cane toad. And it was brought in to protect sugar canes from the cane be- beetle. But then a similar problem that happened on the show 
actually happened in real life. Yeah. Again? Yes. All right, so that takes us to the end of this episode. This was a long one this week, so I apologize for that, but we're going to be cutting this down quite a bit, I think. Yeah. There's going to be some stuff that we have to cut down. So, all right. So I feel like every week it's just going to get longer. So that's fine. It is what it week, is. Next week, strap point. in for five hours of your favorite podcast. I don't think that's going to happen. Someday we'll get to fifteen. Um, Someday we'll tell Jesus. people exactly where we live. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So before we get into our final thoughts here, Brendan, ratings. Do you have them? No. No. I I was looking for okay. like thirty minutes. Um. I can pull this up for you, and you can just kind of read off of this. This isn't like the full ratings of the week. It's just the ratings for... Couldn't even find that. Um, it had a rating of 9.1, and was the fourth highest sh- rated show on Fox. The week it aired. Oh, Dean. Which was the 9th through the 13th. Oh, right. Dean, did you just fall? <laughs> yes, he did. Hey, baby. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, unfortunately we don't have any other information as far as ratings for that, but, um... Sorry, the anybody? 13th through the 9th. I... 19th. Jesus, I can't say dates! 13th through 19th! Anybody have a quick, uh, fourth act? Cosplay's pretty fun. Yeah? yeah? Anything in specific that you're doing that you want to talk about? Uh, I have a bunch of plans. Yeah? yeah. Do you want to say any of your plans? No, no, but I will All next right. episode because I'll probably have it by then. All right. Sounds um, good. yeah, I do. Uh, there's there's a comedian named James Veach. Uh, he's been on Conan twice. He's he's British and he's really funny. And he just did a um a really good skit on um on quarantine on his YouTube channel on a, about a quarantine board game. And it's very funny. Cool. So check that out on the James Veach YouTube channel. All right. Corey, you got anything? Well, I have my handsome little Dino on my lap. He's a very nice boy. Yes, I told them. And um, <laughs> I got a KitchenAid. I'm telling them. I got a KitchenAid for Mother's Day. Good. And I'm very excited about it. It's very pretty. And I guess the only thing I have is this weekend started um, with getting the ground prepared as we are making a patio in our backyard. Yeah. And Brendan was nice enough to help. He's still complaining about how much pain he's in. I'm very sore, guys. But um, it was a lot of work. Um, but we got a good start, and... Um, we're hoping to get that done soon, so that way we can enjoy that. Unfortunately, we don't know if we're going to really be able to invite anyone over to enjoy it with us. But here, here is another thing that happened to me. Um, SNL from home, which hasn't been doing much for me, brought back "What Up with That." Sure did. With the dancing Jason Sudeikis. And you could not stop. Oh laughing. my God, I loved it. And also Kate McKinnon. Did a skit where she was a crazy cat lady, and her cat looked just like Dean. That's true. And she talked like this. You look like you're strangling Which brings him. two of my loves together, <laughs> Kate McKinnon and cats who look like Dean. Handsome tuxedo cats, right? That's you. 
Okay, well, we're all gonna, right. this is going to go <laughs> oh. on for hours, okay. so all right, cut so this off. Final thoughts on our episode. It was a good choice, Tim. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and so did Dean. He wasn't... Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe not! That up. Anything else? Uh, no, it was no. a great episode. Okay. Stop wagging your tail, Anyone Dean. Else? I know Final you're mad thoughts. at me. It was really good. I liked this episode. Yeah, you liked this one? <laughs> yeah, I remember being really mad about when Marge wouldn't let Lisa get the thing at the gear shop. The didgeridoo? The didgeridoo? Yeah, the didgeridoo. I was really mad. I was like, why would she want a hat? Stop. I wouldn't let you get a didgeridoo, so... Why? <laughs> Did you... Nope. <laughs> I, to be fair, I only like didgeridoos because of, the ma- because of magic, but... All right, Brandon. Thoughts? Oh, it was it was very good. Uh, it's one of my favorite Simpsons episodes, um, of the ones that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and this is definitely probably in my top ten as well. Um, definitely was one of my favorites. Like I said, many episodes ago, this was going to be my choice of an episode, but then we <sighs> had all of the tragedy that was going on in Australia, so we figured it probably wasn't the best time to be poking fun at our friends in Australia. Um, So obviously uh, we held off on that one and Tim came through for us. So thank you again, uh, Timothy, for choosing this episode. And perhaps we'll be picking some other viewers at some, not viewers, listeners at some point to choose an episode as well as we uh, continue on with this. Only if you email us though. That's right. Whose choice is it? Uh, Technically, it's either Brendan or Kaylin. No. Because so, you or I have Why are chosen. you screaming Mo already? <laughs> we didn't tell you you were going to be the one. So, but we will figure that out, and uh, we'll get that up as soon as possible. So, um, so with that, let's close things out here. Uh, bye. Have fun. Um, be safe. Wear a mask in public. And social distance. Uh, goodbye. It was fun. It was real. It was real fun. Um, oh, my God. You know, like what Kaylin said, be safe, wash your hands, wear a mask, social distance. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. So don't think that it's over yet. Hang in there, Because as I've said... It's not over. It's not over yet. Oh. Bye-bye. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> All right. We'll smell you later, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.